This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hi, Dave Brown here. I'm the host of Now with Dave Brown on AMI Audio. What is Now with Dave Brown? That's a really good question. It's your daily dose of news, sports, politics, technology, and so much more, all through the lens of the blind and partially sighted community. Things do get a bit heated. We debate some pretty big issues, and I give a hot take or two, but it keeps the debate moving and keeps things interesting. Listen to Now with Dave Brown wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Well, we do try. Hello, hello, hello. It is Stephen Scott here with you once again. I've got Sean Priest back with me. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm good, Stephen. Thank you. Still not loving this music, but you know we'll, we'll get by. I've got an idea. I've got an idea for this, right? We're going to sort this. Mark Aflalo's here. Hello. He's in charge of everything. Hello, Mark. Hi. You also have to. Get, you got to get the uh, sighted guy in to press the buttons. <laughs> Otherwise, this just goes. Oh, that's what I'm here for. Is that what's that's going on here? Oh. You're here for you're your the, eyes. You're the token sighty. You don't know that. <laughs> I'll survive. <laughs> anyway, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It's episode 155. Does that mean anything? It's in my notes, but apparently it means something. Anyway, we're here, and uh, surprising. It's yeah, that is surprising. Yeah, we're surprised. <laughs> well, it is surprising actually because I am waking up later and later and later to do the show during the day, and uh, you know I, I am worried I'm going to sleep in. I think one day we're just going to you're going to tune in, and it's just going to be Mark. Um, it's just going to be that's snoring. The plan. Maybe that's the plan all along. Didn't we talk about um, recording samples of you and Sean so that I can at least make it seem like I'm having a conversation with somebody? Yeah, so we could do that. So I could do things like, um, Apple's great, Android's terrible. (laughs) I agree. I disagree. There you go. Just cut all that up. There's the show. There you go. That's pretty much the show, isn't it? Pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> uh, look, we've got lots to talk about this week. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, predictions for the uh, iPhone event that's coming up, of course, next week. Um, October 13th, it has been confirmed. We're hoping it would be confirmed a bit late in the day, because I was expecting to hear about this you know, a week or so ago, uh, that it would be confirmed as October 13th, but there were so many rumours kicking around about the dates and... Now we've finally seen the invite. And everybody looks at the image of the invite. Mark, you can be our audio describer on this one. Um, mm. I've had a bit, a bit of this described to me where it's like circles with an Apple logo in the middle. Yeah, um, that's pretty much exactly what it is. Uh, let me tell you exactly. i got to pull it up here because you didn't prepare me for it. Um, it's an Apple logo, um, and it? it looks like it's um, layered. Aggressive. <laughs> I can leave any time. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't do that. Thank you. Um, runaway train comes to mind. Um, but yeah, uh, it's basically a logo with circles in it. So people are thinking of things like um, if there's four of Round them, iPhone. that's four forms. It almost looks like it looks like waves, like ripples of waves in the water. Um, but they're just right. more defined circles on top of the Apple logo. So yeah, people are saying you know there's four of them. It signifies four announcements, four phones. Oh, no, it's obvious what it is. You, I, I, well, I, I, I got. Listen, I'd love to be a fly in the office at Apple going, <laughs> look at all this media. We I just, know. 
we just drew this because it was pretty, and they're like analyzing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly why they do it. That's you know what? That should be question number one when we get someone from Apple on in a couple, three or four years from now. Um, <laughs> is when you design these invitations, is there actually a method to the madness, or is it just someone going, "Oh, this is cool"? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's it, because we look at them and we think, well, what's what's in this? What does it tell us? Yeah. And usually it's nothing. Um, so we're going to be hearing uh, from someone who knows more than us, uh, certainly got his ear to the ground on this, Rene Ritchie, um, famous YouTuber, of course, uh, famous podcaster. He's going to be joining us to talk about his predictions. Uh, I say joining us. I did speak to him earlier, uh, so he will be playing in his thoughts uh, a bit later on the show. Uh, but I want to kick off with Microsoft, and I know it's strange Steven's an Apple guy, and he's kicking off with Microsoft. But yes, I do want to talk about Microsoft, because mm. as we were on air last week, um, I didn't realize that Microsoft had sort of just chucked out onto the sidewalk a number of new products. <laughs> and um, yeah, maybe we should talk about them. Let's get let's get them top billing today, because uh, it'll mo- help us mop up last week. Is that a nice way to put it? Probably not. But, uh, not yeah, really. Sadly, no, pushing not. the event is it? Well, look, it was it, it was one of those events. It was so Microsoft. Even I, I didn't even know it was on. So there you go. That's. I mean, <laughs> we went from we went from having the Apple event that was okay uh, and good, you know, and certainly lively, to the Google event, which was yeah, and then Microsoft, which was what. Um, so yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, now you were on Dave uh, with, with Dave this morning on uh, now with Dave Brown. I've got to say, I howled this morning when uh, Dave. <laughs> was uh, introducing you. He's got, got a bit flustered with his notes and referred to the uh, uh, Surface Go and the Cervix that uh, Microsoft announced. That's news to me. Um, that's incredible when you think about it. The Cervix um, Pro X, yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> Surface Pro X, of course, is what he meant. Um, but yeah, uh, let's talk about it then. So you were on with Dave this morning talking about it, um, waxing on about how... Uh, wonderful these things are. Um, so yeah, you get to get top billing then and um, tell us about how wonderful well, they all are and what they are. Well, can you stop making it sound like I was boring, waxing on about it? I, this, <laughs> it is exciting. I t- I'll tell you why. Because Microsoft has suddenly... Yes, it is. Microsoft has suddenly become the, the sexy side of hardware. You know, the Surface... <laughs> if I can say it, the Surface laptops are cool. Stop it. The... <laughs> <laughs> For a long time, Windows laptops were all terrible, right? And then you had the MacBook Air, and everyone went, ooh, now that's nice. And all of a sudden, the Windows laptops are trying to get that sort of design. Um, and with the Surface books, I think they, Microsoft really came up with something, but the price was, yeah, is really up there. Um, so It was always release, a premium product, wasn't it? It was always going to be, well, it always yeah, was sold as that. Yeah, exactly, and the price reflected that. Um, mm. It's very top-end, but... With the the new Surface Laptop Go, I think they're they're onto a good thing because the price point, the starting price, is five fifty or five four nine US dollars, hmm. which I think you know that's a a good price point to hit. For I mean the performance isn't out of the world. It, the tech specs is a, an i five tenth generation, uh, so it's an Intel i five and the starting memory is four gig and sixty four gig uh, SSD storage. So you know the specs are okay. four gig. Yeah, but you say that, but you know, is how many oh, is people need gig? No, no. <laughs> I think you can still get away with four gig. I think that's um, no. It's not no, like no, you're not with be... Windows ten. You need to, you need at least eight no. gig. Let's be no. Come on, I mean, when you're buying no. a machine that's that's modern, that is supposedly powerful. I mean, unless that RAM is super speed, you want at least eight gig in there. If you're going to be running Jaws on that, you want to be having 
um, at least 16 gig, I would say. Oh, get out of town. 8 gig is more than enough for anything. Unless you've got a thousand um, Chrome tabs open or your <laughs> video editing, nobody needs 16 gig. So, yeah, look, I'm not saying 4 gig is ideal, but I think for that price point, it's actually okay. But you I can spec it up if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't spec up the uh, CPU, though. It is only i5, as far as I know, oh. which is quite surprising. But, um, yeah, you can spec up to 16 gig and up to, I think it's 256 SSD. So, I mean, it's definitely mid-range, but you've still got that Surface laptop design, which I think I think that's cool. I, I, I think they did a good job with this. What was the size of the screen on that one? Oh, yeah, 12.4 inch, and it's a touchscreen. Um, you don't okay. see many touchscreens at that sort of price point as well. So 12.4 inch, that's the other point of this. It's, I mean, it's small, it's light. I think, uh, going back to the MacBook Air again, think of the 11-inch MacBook Air, how great that was um, That was for a us. brilliant machine, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because, you know, if you don't really care about the screen, then um, it's so portable. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Apple used that as a selling point, though. For those yeah, who don't, don't care about, care about the, screen. the screen, buy this. <laughs> no pen, yeah, no pen support, though, on this one, right? Really? Oh, oh yeah. I yeah. Yeah, no pentagram. I don't know. I, I, I was in a briefing a couple of days ago, and they were talking about it, and I asked that question. Oh, of course you were. <laughs> and I asked that. I'm not, I'm not trying to. And <laughs> I asked that question. Briefing. I said, why, why no pen support? Paranoid. I said, why no pen support? And they said, it's something that could could come down the line. Um, so obviously the, the mechanism is there, but it's something they just to keep the cost down. What about the Surface Pro X? Because th these are words that don't go well for me. Surface Pro and X. Um, now, what this is yes. telling us... Well, uh, I, I, what bothers me here is that uh, they, they are selling this. Microsoft are selling this as, you know, portable. It's got 4G built in. You know, so it's, it's almost your iPad, essentially. It's, this is the up against the iPad machine. But in terms of specification... From the, the first generation of this, I was told by someone deep within Microsoft who said, "Do not buy this," <laughs> um, and and that tells Can me you say that? this model or the previous one, <laughs> previous model, previous model. Okay, so, so, so I'm hoping. So I yeah, played with the previous model. Um, I love the form factor. I mean, if that form factor could come to, you know, the current Surface Pro lineup, then I mean, this is a home run. But you know, it it. There are so many programs, while well, everything is moving to 64-bit, that couldn't run. Well, let's explain this for, for people, because, uh, you know, this is a very confusing time. You've got um, computers with the Intel processors that will run anything. A lot of machines now, um, Microsoft, are moving towards this with the Surface Pro X lineup, and Mac are about to move towards this with their MacBooks. Uh, we're going to see ARM processors. And what that basically means is that these applications will be limited initially uh, or, or what can run? I mean, essentially, what is on the Windows Store? If I'm right in saying this, is uh, will, will be available on Windows, and there'll be a, you know, a, a limit on how many programs can run. Although um, Apple is saying that on their side with the ARM processors, the emulation will be, you know, uh, allowing anything to get through. Really, whether that happens mm. or not, we'll see. Uh, but it is about performance again, and I keep going back to this: that when you add a screen reader to something, it really does drag the screen and drag the whole system down, and you need to make sure you've got the power in it to keep it up. Yeah. Um, and I worry about this with the Surface Pro X, and I, I did ask the question to Microsoft, you know, what would this be like with something like JAWS? Can it even run JAWS? And the initial answer was no on the first generation, because it couldn't run that software. It would run Narrator. Uh, I don't think you'd get a version. Would you get a version of NVDA on that? I don't think so, Sean. Would you? I don't think so, no. Because it's not in the Windows Store. 
So if it's not no. in there, you can't do it. Uh, so that's a problem. So, you know, these are the issues. And I think going forward, we still have this issue. And maybe the performance is better, but we still can't run those. Uh, now, I know not everyone's on JAWS. Don't pile on me on this. I know not everyone's <laughs> using JAWS, uh, especially at home. Um, most people who use JAWS are people in employment because usually Ooh. it comes through. Well, it is. Because, let's be honest, okay. because people get it through their employer. They don't yes. go out and spend thousands of uh, dollars on it. Although in saying that, I know in the U.S., there is the home user program, which does give you Very access good. to it. I think was it ninety nine? Was it something like ninety nine dollars for the year, year, and you get three installs? You don't get that in the UK, which is really irritating. You still no. got to pay the full like nine hundred pounds for it, which is. But there's nice. ways around it if you know an American. Oh come on now! <laughs> don't be <laughs> no. uh, suggesting that. <laughs> Listen though, it's, it's not get me just. Worried, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, not. Th- yes, just... believe it or not, that's what's going to get us hung. That's what's going to get us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You got Dave Brown after you. It's not just the um, screen reader software, though. When it comes down to the the Surface Pro X, it's all about you know Windows. We've been using Windows for so long, and we've all got the software that we like, and all the software that we're using has been designed to run on Intel chips on Windows. And going to an ARM processor, um, there's so much software that you're losing. Now it is getting better. They have announced that you are going to be able to emulate. Uh, 64-bit programs. Is that right, Mark? That's coming to the Insider program this month, and it will be released to the general public next year. Exactly, and that's, so, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to playing with it with those programs because there's so many that's things. What we need. Yeah, well, so many things I'd love to be able to use a device like that for. And I think yeah. that we've seen, especially on the Apple side, when it comes to ARM, that you know, just because it, it seems or it's you know, people think it's a, a lower grade processor, it's not. Yeah, you can um, have the performance with it, can't you? Yeah. No, but, but from what I've heard, Dropbox still, even with the X64 emulation, Dropbox isn't going to be available, which I find really, you know, it, it's that sort of thing, that, that limitation that really stops an ARM, Windows ARM machine sort of taking the, its rightful place because, as you say, the design is amazing. I think this is where Apple will get it right. And um, I'm not saying mm, I would necessarily buy. Well, no, I'm not saying I'd buy one. If I'm honest, if I had a choice between, you know, if there were two devices out there, a, a fantastic ARM PC and a fantastic Apple Mac of some form, I'd probably pick the Windows. If I'm honest, um, you know, as much as I love my iPhone, as much as I'm a huge Apple fanboy when it comes to all that stuff, when it comes to the Mac, I I can, you know, I'm, I'm quite. Um, let's just say my mistress is my PC. And I'm quite happy Ooh. to admit that. And I may actually leave my, uh, you know, this is all getting a bit weird. But yeah, I'm leaving my uh, Apple wife uh, for my Windows uh, mistress. Uh, I think that may end up happening because I think I'm already there, to be honest. Um, Drop this analogy uh, right now. Yeah, I think I'll move on from that one. Uh, it's look, funny, uh, though, you did come out and say you love Mac. Uh, that was last year, and now you're moving away. I do. I, do. I, I, I love the Mac. I love it. I use it every day uh, for video editing, for creative stuff. It's brilliant. But for getting stuff done, emails for you know spreadsheets for working on you know we work on microsoft teams together we do all that stuff that is where the mac uh, for the windows side is just fabulous but you need a machine with 16 gig just saying uh, right look 18449711999 is our number if you want to join the conversation what are your thoughts on this are you worried about these this change to new style of processes well, do you feel like you'll be left out i'd be interested in your thoughts 844971 
1999. That's the number. You can call us and join us live on the show. You can leave a voicemail for us at any point uh, through the week. Uh, you can email us as well, feedback at doubletap.online. And uh, I nominate Sean to do the emails this week. <laughs> I, I nominate him to look after the email inbox. Um, shall we talk about Apple? <laughs> <laughs> I love how I just threw that in there. Uh, let's talk about uh, Apple, shall we? Because uh, they have got an event coming up, of course, 13th of October. It's been confirmed. The question is, uh, what will we get? Well, before we get into uh, our thoughts on this, let's hear from uh, the YouTuber extraordinaire, uh, well-known in the Mac community especially, Rene Ritchie, who I spoke to earlier to find out his thoughts on what is coming up. Uh, starting with a question about iPhones. What will we get, do you think? There's a lot of rumors and a lot of things we think we know. And we could always still get a curveball. But it looks like we'll be getting four models. Um, all of them will have 5G of one flavor or another. All of them will support uh, sub-6 or sub-9, I think, 5G, which is the really the good kind, the kind that is more ubiquitous, has better deployment, is more useful for people, and sort of delivers on the promise of LTE by giving you better bandwidth in better places with higher reliability and higher capacity. And in a few markets, you'll have millimeter wave, which you know, is the one where you turn a corner and it disappears, or the rain starts and it disappears. And that'll be in the higher end ones. And I'm, I'm not sure how, how much the market cares about it yet, but the carriers certainly seem to care about it a lot. Uh, and then four sizes from a smaller one to a larger one than we've ever had before. So I think people will have a lot of choice in what they want to get this year. So 5G will be in all of the handsets then, you think? Yeah, I think the lower, like the regular iPhones, the iPhone mini, 12, the iPhone 12 mini and the iPhone will have, again, that low, low uh, frequency, mid-range 5G, uh, low, sorry, like what they call SR1s, sorry, FR1, frequency range 1 5G, which is things like what T-Mobile is announcing in the US and most countries are deploying. I think only the pro models will have millimeter wave because places like Verizon and AT&T are really pushing for them, but I don't think they're anywhere nearly as useful for people. Super fast is not as useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what about delays? We've been waiting a while to get news of the new iPhones. Do you think we'll be able to take delivery of them quite soon? It's always hard to, because you never really know, and I don't know, I think the delays specifically to the pandemic were more in terms of the validation process, that people simply couldn't travel back and forth to check the prototypes, sign off on them, you know, go over all the lines, all the manufacturing. So I don't think the manufacturing itself is impacted, it's just all the ability to get everything right, properly set up before it happens. Then it's just what happens every year, like some years there are not enough screens, some years there are not enough chips, some years there's not enough of something else, and that causes, or certain colors you know, are not as plentiful because of the process for making that color. And that always causes consternation because they sell out super fast on pre-order day. But I think barring any, any component issues, it's just they ramped up later. It's not that they're going to ramp up any harder than previous years. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of rumors flying around about other products. Uh, HomePod Mini is one of them, uh, AirTags, uh, AirPod Studio. Uh, what are you excited about? I am really interested in the AirTags. I would care more about them if the world hadn't ended uh, a few months ago and we actually still went <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, because I lose things so often, I leave things behind so often, and I'm just not leaving my home right now. So, I mean, it'll help me find my Apple remote in the sofa cushions, and I'm super happy <laughs> about that. Or maybe my wallet, because I haven't had to use it in so long. Or my gear bag. I have no idea where my gear bag is right now. I haven't touched it in months. So those kinds of things, I think, are really helpful. 
HomePod Mini is interesting because Apple originally made the HomePod, started making it years ago before there were Google or Amazon speakers, and they just wanted to make something that you could take into a room with no audio, drop it in that room anywhere you wanted, and it would sound good no matter where you dropped it in that room and no matter where you stood in that room. And Siri just happened to be the best way to control it because there was no display. But then they shipped it in a world that had all these smart speakers, like really smart Alexa and uh, Google Assistant speakers, and it didn't hold up well for that. And making it smaller reduces its sound stage, which was like the one thing good for it with its sound quality. So I don't know if Apple's just gotten better at computational audio and can produce bigger sound stages with fewer components, or if they're going to say, look, if you want one, it's going to sound okay, but if you want to fill a room, get two of them. I'm not sure how they're going to pitch it yet, but I do think making it more affordable will make it more competitive with all these commodity speakers that Amazon and Google are basically just giving away at this point. Yeah, I think uh, that is exactly how they'll do it, guys. I think they will be saying, you know what, just buy two of them and it'll sound amazing. Uh, Rene Ritchie there talking to me uh, earlier and uh, thank you to him for coming on. He will be joining us on a future Double Tap TV episode. We're going to be talking to him all about Apple Watch and putting a question that Mark Aflalo has uh, about smartphones and why there are so many new Android phones in the past six months. Uh, why do we have to wait so long for a new iPhone? Uh, we're going to get into all that as well. Look, stick around uh, here on uh, Double Tap Canada. We are going to get into uh, Sean and Mark's thoughts and yours as well. If you have some views that you'd like to share on uh, Apple's upcoming events, what you think might be coming, what you're looking forward to, 844-971-1999 is the number you can call or text, 844-971-1999. Email us, feedback at Tap. Online. We'll be right back. Miss something on today's show? Listen anytime with the AMI app or ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada will be right back. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, 844-971-1999 is the number. Uh, we've got uh, a caller on the line. Philip Bouchard is on with us. Hi, Philip. Hi, guys. From uh, Double Tap. <laughs> How are, How are you, you guys? doing? Yeah, good. How are you this week? Good. Uh, I'm, I'm really good. Uh, did you like it uh, last week? <laughs> Yeah, so you were the so just in case anyone missed it last week, you were our David Bowie last week, or is it David Bowie? I always get mixed up. Bowie, I'll go with Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. Yeah, 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 Bowie. Was, uh, David. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's right. You you, you could do us another song. Have you got a jingle yet for us? Come on, Philip. What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll do that. Man. Maybe uh, one day, maybe a. Uh, in a voicemail. <laughs> okay, right. Well, your people can talk to our people and we'll get it sorted. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, listen, uh, we're talking about Apple. We're talking about Microsoft. What do you want to uh, hit us with this week? What's your thoughts? Uh, well, um, my thoughts are, you know, it's uh, it's uh, unbelievable that there's so, so, so many bad products, you know. Uh, mm. Whether it's from Apple or Amazon or... Uh, yeah, even Google. I mean, it's just, it's it's uh, extraordinary, you know. <laughs> and um, and and by the way, this uh, this is why I was doing, you know, uh, Space Oddity because it, it reminded me of, you know, how David Bowie revolutionized 
the music uh, industry in the in the 70s and uh, it kind of reminds me of 2020 how uh, especially uh, at this time with uh, the covid you know how many so many technologies uh, <laughs> it's like a brand new world right now yeah it certainly is uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it's a different world entirely, isn't it, when you, when you think back from the 80s? Actually, I, I was just, before we came on, I was watching a video of uh, school days and thinking back to my own school days of remembering learning computers and how different computers were uh, back in, you know, maybe not so much in the 80s for me, late 80s, early 90s uh, for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was such a different time back then. So what, what tech are you using? Because you are a musician. Um, just, just let's jump into that for a second. Uh, what tech do you use to record your music? Uh, well, um, uh, for now, I'm uh, I'm using you know um, uh, the a DVD camera for for, for now, but uh, so, so someone ha- ha- has to film for me because uh, you know uh, you know I, <laughs> I can't do this all, all by myself. But uh, mm. maybe with an iPad or an iPhone, uh, I, I can do it all by myself uh, right now. So uh, that would be a little bit unbelievable, you know. And then, by the way, guys, um, I got a, a lot of uh, YouTube videos that you you can check out, and uh, and uh, who who knows, uh, maybe I'm I'm gonna have some 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 more views. You never know. Canada's got talent coming soon. Uh, Philip, thank you so much for getting in touch with us. Really appreciate your call. Uh, 844-971-1999 is our number. You can call or you can text. You can email feedback at doubletap.online. Going back to the Apple event, I didn't get a chance to get your guy, uh, you guys' uh, views on this. So, Sean, uh, what are you excited about for the upcoming event from Apple? Anything new. That's what I'm excited about. Brilliant. I don't just want to spec bump. No, listen. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm mean, looking forward to some old... T- I want an Apple Mac G3 launched at this event. No, That's no, no. <laughs> no, you're, no, you know I don't mean that. I mean, look, the AirTags, for example, something we haven't seen before from Apple. Yeah. There's even talk about the, the AirPower Max sort of making a, a comeback in some form. Um, oh, and- not again. <laughs> Well, look, wireless charging, I've fallen in love with. I always said it was pointless and, and everything, but once you've used it, it's amazing. I love wireless charging. So I'm There's so many see- options now. Come on, come on, Sean. We're talking here HomePod Mini. That's likely to come out. AirPod Studio. Which is terrible. that? Nice headphones? I don't think any of those are coming. I don't think any of those are coming. No, no, no. I think that we've gotten to the point where all the leaks tend to be true. Where we, there's never a surprise anymore when it comes to Apple. Microsoft is actually releasing more surprises these days than even Apple does. And it's the same I, with I, Amazon, actually. Yeah, well, exactly. Amazon. You know, I, I my hopes are gone. My hopes are gone for Apple. I think that uh, we're going to get what we get, and we know about it. You know, weeks or months ahead of time, yeah, and it, it's that's unfortunate. Not, that's not Apple's fault. That's not. Apple's no, fault, I'm not blaming. I'm not. I'm not blaming yes, the company. Yes, you are, Mark. I am Stop not blaming, blaming the company. Absolutely, Mark. Not. <laughs> I'm interested in the circles aspect, okay? So, the the new... I've looked into this invitation. Yeah, yeah. No, the the new magnetic circle on the back for the wireless charging possibilities or cases or accessories. I mean, what's that about? That's quite interesting. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Listen, I'm curious to see the 6.7-inch iPhone. I mean, that's gigantic. I mean, at some point, you're you're becoming an iPad, right? Well, exactly. Yep. It's that phablet stage again we're going through, a um, little phablet phase. Uh, I am most excited about the iPhone 12 mini, uh, for, but only for one reason. Uh, well, size, obviously, but actually I'm more interested in if it's got Touch ID built in uh, instead oh, of or including please. Face ID. 
Oh, well, that's what Leave I'm looking forward alone. to. It's, it's, it's the same as everyone that says, oh, well, I'm not buying that. It hasn't got a home button. Well, come on now. Get over it. It's, it's, it's gone. It's gone. The headphone jack's gone. Well, it hasn't gone. The home buttons... buy the SE, it's got it. <sighs> well, kind of. I've, um, some people complain that it's not the physical button. It's a haptic button. Uh, you, you know, move on. Let it go. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, if you can tell me how to get into my phone with my face, my beautiful face, then perhaps... It works really well. Never works for me. Right, look, let's talk about smart homes, because I wanted to get into this this week. I am loving the smart home stuff. And uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, what we've got in terms of our smart homes, because I think Mark has probably got the smartest home out of all of us, based on what he tells me. Either that or he's just making it all up. I haven't been to his house yet. He's never invited me. And he's invented this whole pandemic to just stop me going there. It's worked, um, hasn't it, though? Yeah, it's, it's, it's done pretty well. I mean, everyone believes it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, let's talk about smart homes. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, what I think could be uh, big news in the, the smart tech, smart home world. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Mark, what have you got in terms of the whole kind of smart home? Well, How smart is your house? My house is, is getting smarter by the day. I think, um, you know, it's constantly evolving. Every every light switch in my house, minus a couple of them, are all all, all wired and connected and, and completely controlled by voice if I want to. Oh. Um, I've gone with Amazon Echo as my platform throughout the house just because the ecosystem was nice and mature when yep. I started everything in terms of the voice control. But everything I have is HomeKit compatible because we're an iOS family. So, But actually, hang on. So, so that's interesting because Google Home... I'm right in saying, did Google Home come to Canada first? It did, yeah. Google Home came to Canada first, but um, Amazon had their ecosystem out in the U.S. prior. There was, you know, language issues. When you come to Canada, you have to make sure things are bilingual. Um, mm. But even even though the Google had a head start in terms of, you know, the country, Amazon was still two years ahead. Um, so I, I wow. even had I had speakers that weren't even, quote-unquote, legal in Canada because, you know, I bought them when yeah. I went went down to the Criminal. U.S. And I came back. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so HomeKit, HomeKit across the board. So I got everything in my home app. Um, my alarm system and a couple items that are not HomeKit compatible, I've actually made HomeKit compatible. There are some really cool pieces of software you can run on a Raspberry Pi that will help bridge the gap between... Oh, this is getting serious. Now. Yeah, no, no, no. I've gone, I've gone a little bit crazy here. Um, uh, not a lot of automations going on right now. A couple of, you know, lights when the sun goes up and the sun goes down. What I'm looking into next is using NFC tags throughout the house. You can buy these things on Amazon for, like, pennies on the dollar, and you can you can actually program them so that when you, you scan them with your iPhone, or any phone for that matter, it triggers different events with IFTTT and automations on your phone. So, for example, you can, you know, walk into, you know, your office, for example, in your home, and scan your phone on a little tag that could be blended into the wallpaper or onto the paint, and it'll automatically set the scene when you come in and start and say, Welcome, Mark. Today you have six things on your schedule so you can go crazy like that very iron, very iron man yeah yes. back to the future i keep thinking about it. remember the, the clock we'll, beginning yeah remember that bit at the when he goes into the house and he asks the, the 15 tvs on the wall you know yeah. a question yeah, and they yeah. all start firing That's up right. different channels and it, it seemed so ridiculous back oh, then God. and now it's just happening it's amazing <laughs> this is what i love about all this and, and it's i think it's the possibility that excites me because you can do so much with a smart home it really is up to your imagination. Uh, I mean, uh, let's talk to someone with no imagination. Sean Priest, uh, what have you done in Hello. your house that's smart? 
Absolutely nothing, because uh, my partner will not let me. She hates. She oh, actually, dear. but when she buys something, she makes sure it isn't smart because she knows it really annoys me. Oh, I've just bought this. Can I connect it to? No, it's not smart. I made I've sure. Just bought, oh, I've just bought light bulbs that don't have smart features in them. What? Yes. <laughs> what? I've just bought candles. That's it. No light bulbs either. Okay, I've got a question but, then. I've got a question for, for yes. Stephen then, but most likely Ooh. here, okay? When I started getting smart home devices, uh, my wife would constantly make fun of me, of course, until mm-hmm. she finds a use for them. Normally, mm-hmm. you know, recipes and conversions and stuff like that. But I often get into situations where I'm sitting on the couch and I want to turn the light off or turn the lights on and I'll say a lady turn on the living room lights and it doesn't respond to me because that speaker happens to be farther away and I try four or five times and in the process of me doing this she gives me a look gets up and turns the light on with the switch yeah, and then gets sits back down and is like, "Yeah, smart, like eh? a cave woman." Yeah, exactly, Who does exactly. That? And she gives me that look, like, "You see, yeah, this is real smart here, dude." And I'm sure Stephen gets that exact same look. Well, I've learned that you really have to get buy-in from your partner. This is the uh, the wife factor, as I call it. I mean, you know, mm. husbands might not be techy either, sexist. Uh, you know, it's We're on you know, dangerous it's not, ground here. It's it's not it is not about women. This is a not a, a man. It is a man woman divide, but it's it's not you know one side or the other. I know plenty Keep of digging guys. Digging that hole, Stephen. No, but it's true. I know. I know actually a few guys who really have no idea about tech and just aren't into it at all, and their wives are. So it's not that this is a male female thing. It's not. But um, but in my case. My wife, she admits herself, she's not the most techie of, of people, but she is becoming more techie. She's engaging with this, and she's realizing that, and that's the thing, if you, if you, if you get it, um, how can I put this nicely? If you get your wife on side, or you get your husband on side, then it's, it's a much smoother ride through the smart world. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've, I've been looking up some stuff this week. Uh, I just wanted to point out a couple of things, because um, I've been looking at what would... The, where can we go next with all this stuff? I mean, you know, we know about smart plugs, we know about smart bulbs, we know about, you know, the the motion sensor stuff and all that. That, that we've talked a lot about that, and a lot of people are aware of that now, and they understand how that works. But what's next? Now, I mean, there's things like uh, in-home robotics, and we're seeing more of that through uh, vacuum cleaners. Uh, what is it? The iRobot Roomba. You've got one of those. I've got one as well. I think yeah. we've got one, haven't we? Um, They're great. Uh, they are. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, you, you can get even lawnmowers now that are robots. Can I have one of those? I don't have one of, of those yet. Yeah. I, know, I don't have one of those because I'm getting... Our garden is about to be redone and it's going to be getting uh, artificial grass. Oh, sorry. So my, my grass is going to be dumb. Um, and my wallet is going to be happy about that because it wants to be a gardener <laughs> anymore. Uh, but there are other Ooh. things in the home as well. So I was thinking about, for example, and I love this, uh, there's a smart... IR, infrared uh, inside the home as well you can use. Uh, There's one called Iris Cargo. There's loads of them on Amazon you can find that do different things, but they connect to your smart speaker, and you can take dumb tech so, Sean, in your case, all the things your wife buys that, you know, is dumb tech, you can make it smart. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm thinking here about TV, because this is one thing that gets me. I'd love to be able to turn my TV on, maybe get it to change channel. And, you know, in America, friends of mine will say, oh, just get the Fire TV Cube, because it does it. Well, it does in America, but it doesn't do it here. Um, it doesn't work with our satellite systems. I don't know what it's like in Canada markets, maybe similar. Um, um, you know, getting that buy-in is, is often the difficult. You, you actually have a device in your hand that arrived today. 
I do. That might solve that problem, and that is oh, the, really? Ro- the Roku stick, yeah. Roku has um, recently really stepped up their game in terms of the media player aspect of things. They're on a lot of televisions as their operating system, so I'm not sure if you can get them there. I'm sure, if not, they, they will be coming out. Um, but they have an Amazon skill, so you can control everything in terms of channel, input, everything um, via your voice. And it's honestly one of the better interfaces I've seen in terms of a television. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, you could look at things like smart smoke detectors as well. Bosch, Nest do these um, again. Yeah. And, and some of these are really clever. I mean, a smoke detector, just that beeping noise isn't really helpful in an emergency. But, you know, the Nest one, for example, will guide you out of the room uh, and tell you where the, the, the actual smoke is coming from, which is incredible. Um, but, you know, on, on a more practical level, one thing that I found which I was quite interested in was a smart printer. Uh, oh. Called and there's actually a few of these, but one called the HP Tango, which I was looking up. This is fascinating. So it works entirely by smartphone. And there was a deal, I think they stopped it, probably because it was too popular, where they were giving away free ink for life as long as you oh. only, only printed using your iPhone. don't quite understand how that works. What? Well, I mean, well, you could still download a 1,500-page document and print it out, couldn't you? Um, yeah on your phone but yeah so the, the HP Tango it only works by uh, via your smartphone but there's other smart things it does this is what appeals to me so you were saying earlier Mark about you know you walk into your room and you ask you know Lady A or it just tells you what your calendar is well, maybe for some reason you might need your calendar to be in front of you in paper you can just ask the A Lady because it's connected to the, the network you can ask the A Lady print to print calendar. out your calendar and it'll just print it out for you don't need to do anything. Don't need to go into an app. Don't need to just speak to the air. And I think, you know, again, this is where the smart tech and the disability world really connect. Because once this stuff is set up, and I know that can often be a challenge, but once it is set up, you know, the, the possibilities with voice are incredible. And the other one I want to mention briefly is, <laughs> this is just pure indulgence, but I love the sound of this. I want one of these. Uh, Mark... You are the car guy. I know you love your cars. Well, how would you like a kettle from Bugatti? Oh, wow. That doesn't this is sound the, cheap. It, I, I don't <laughs> think it is. No, funnily enough, there's no price. I couldn't find a price. But let me go through do some features here. Uh, the Bugatti smart kettle. Uh, you can manage plan times, days, and infusion temperature oh, wow. through the app. Uh, it's apparently simple and intuitive. I don't believe that for a minute. For but it says, uh, or the app says, that uh, it will allow you to adjust the keep warm function or activate the baby food water function. Wow. Oh. Uh, in which the water is brought to a boil and then reaches the temperature set for the bottle. Um, apps available for iPhone, iPad, and Android. Wow. So, yeah, it's called Jacqueline, if you want to look it up. The Bugatti Kettle. And I think, you know, that, along with all the other stuff that's out there, is uh, quite incredible. Actually, I just want to mention one other one. This is for outside. And you might laugh at me for this, but I think for, for blind people... We will. This is brilliant. Sean, you need this. It is from Netatmo, and it's a rain gauge. We need this in the UK. Uh, why, I don't know, because it always rains. But... You know, if you want to know if it's raining outside, and you know what, for blind people, the only option is really just sticking your hand outside or getting <laughs> wet when you leave the home. Um, this will tell you when it's raining. Fabulous. So those are my. I, I saw a really good uh, kind of life hack with smart devices, and um, I'll try to find the YouTube channel that I found it on because the guy had some really good ideas. He took um, like open closed sensors for doors, 
and he put them on things like the dishwasher, the refrigerator doors, and he made automation so that when they stayed open after being um, after being opened, uh, he'd get notifications on his phone. So even though you know sometimes refrigerators have a beeping sound if they're left open, sometimes yeah. you walk away into another room, you don't hear it for who knows how many hours. He gets notifications that way. He has a smart button near his dishwasher so that when he starts the dishwasher, he hits the button so he'll know that it's running. Um, a lot of really brilliant. cool things that you just have to you don't even think about until you see someone else using. It. You're like, wait a second. You know, like the NFC tags, like that's something I never would have thought of if it wasn't for this YouTube video that I saw. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the potential, isn't it? So, Sean, you've got to get your house smarter. You've just got to do it, and that's that's what I did. I sneak just changed all the bulbs and just, yeah, exactly, just sneak it in <laughs> under the radar. Well, don't get me wrong. I do have the smartest shed in the world. You know, everything's in here in a four-foot-by-four-foot space. At least it's smart the smartest week. shed in the world. This week, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Okay, look, stick around. We're going to talk more about, uh, well, a whole wide range of things because we've got so much feedback to get through. And we're going to be getting your uh, voicemails. We'll be getting into your emails. Lots of topics still to come here on uh, Double Tap Canada, 844-971-1999. Join the conversation with us. Email feedback at doubletap.online. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call, text to 844-971-1999 or email feedback at doubletap.online. Now back to the show. Okay, let's get to your feedback then. Lots of you getting in touch on uh, email, voicemail, text message as well. 844-971-1999 is our number for calls. Uh, when uh, you're listening on the podcast, you can uh, leave us a voicemail or when we're live on air, of course, you can... Uh, get in touch and uh, join in on the conversation. Uh, let's go to uh, one of our voicemails we got recently uh, from Tiffany about the last Apple event. Hi, this is Tiffany. So I actually did get to watch the Apple event this week, but I didn't know it was audio described. So what I did was I had to rig something up. I had it pulled up to my Microsoft Edge on my Windows computer. So I had the Apple event there, and then this uh, the guy from Blind Power, the YouTube channel, was uh, describing, you know, the visual parts of this, what was going on. So I had that pulled up on my phone with the Bluetooth earpiece in, and it actually worked out great until the cat jumped on the computer, and I <laughs> lost connection and had to oh. go back into it. Yeah, that was great. Oh. But I thought the Apple Watch personally was exciting and if i hadn't bought my series three this year i'd probably go for the se um i like the idea i guess now there's pretty much between the series three and the se and the series six i mean there's a lot of options you know for just about every price point and no steven actually haven't dropped it in the toilet yet that's uh, <laughs> i think it's safe so far. So don't speak too soon, <laughs> Tiffany. We haven't had an update since then, so who knows what's happened. Um, happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, we had a, a call last week from David who got in touch with us. He was uh, telling us about his issues with using the iPhone. He's uh, come back to us with an update. Hey, guys. David Life here again, blind cabinet maker of Kentucky. All right. First thoughts. Thank you so much for addressing my my message I left with you guys. First thoughts, oh wow, um, I really appreciate you suggesting that I use the native Apple iOS and 
and uh, Mac apps that are on the devices I've been using for over a decade. I I didn't think of that. <laughs> wow. So I'm running a business here. Uh, we build cabinets. We build countertops. I just spent some time in the shop. I'm still using routers, sanders, table saw, believe it or not. I uh, use a talking tape measure. But I'm doing a lot of the planning, organizing, and... I'm trying Evernote right now. I like the native Notes app, but VoiceOver doesn't seem to to do very well with that. No. Evernote seems to do better reading a line at a line a line at a time. Um, bought an iPad Pro with this incredible keyboard, um, and was hoping to get some advice about that. Uh, I know that uh, Stephen got one of those and was excited about it and yes. all of a sudden it disappeared. I was hoping to hear some good advice about using that keyboard. Yes. But uh, I'm not quitting the Mac. I know it sounded like that. Yes. What I meant to say was I'm quitting the Mac with Zoom and I'm going to soon be using the Mac with VoiceOver. I'm not stupid. I'm not walking away from Mac. Um, you guys are amazing. Uh, you give so much good advice. Uh, well. It's just... I, I've watched or listened from the beginning. Uh, I guess lastly, I uh, hope I don't sound like a complainer. My only complaint really is that I don't sing like your Canadian David Bowie guy. He is truly amazing. Hey, you guys are awesome. Take care. Looking forward to more amazing episodes. Oh, thank you, David. Uh, you picked it up at the end. Good man. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, I mean, I, I suggest native as well. In fact, we all did. And Rami, I was here as well last week from Kelly and Co. And she was suggesting that. I think it's um, because the native apps are, are designed to work, you know, with the system as is. It doesn't have any third party. It doesn't have any advertising in it. Um, we know they'll work and we know generally those are, are good with the exception of the Notes app, I must admit, Sean, I've never really got on well with it at all. I, well, you know what? I haven't found a need to use it that much, but I know exactly what he means. Trying to find the, the, the line you want in a note, it's really tricky. But then again, how many third-party apps have we tried, Stephen? You know, I've, I've tried Evernote. I've tried... There's so many I've tried, and there's something, either the accessibility is just a little bit off or completely not there, and I always find myself going back to the native app. So it wasn't a case of, oh, I'll just use the native ones. It was a case of, to be honest, I haven't found anything out there that I would say, yes, this is definitely better than what's already there. I'm going to shock you by telling you that mm. I now, with my notes, what I use is my Microsoft laptop, and I use Notepad. That's my Notes app right yep, there. I'm the same. And it's yep. so much easier to do. Uh, Google Docs is good as well. I really like Google Docs, um, but it doesn't work very well on a Mac. So, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't work as well. With VoiceOver, it's just all over the place, whereas on a... On a Everything just seems like, everything feels like on a Mac side, especially at the moment with iOS 14 as well, everything feels like I'm now living on a, an ice rink. Uh, everything's skidding all over the place. Uh, focus <laughs> is all over the shop. Wow. Uh, you know, things are bouncing all over the place. It is ridiculous. You're really falling out of love with the Mac. Uh, and, and, and I never really, I also fell out of love with ice rinks as well. My first and only experience of them when I was 15. It was a horrifying experience. I would pay money to see you ice skating. 
I wish I had that CCTV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, come on, Aflalo. Text message from Doug has come in. Hello, Double Tap. Just finished listening to your most recent radio show. Uh, when I heard about the new Bose arrivals, I was quite excited. Other than the fact that there are three new versions, all I heard was Stephen has a gigantic head. I've been waiting yes. and hoping for some improvements, but it doesn't sound like there are any. Uh, we were hoping for a camera so we can access things like seeing AI for assistance. Oh, well, I guess that dream has been squashed. In response to a listener's email, Stephen had mentioned a cordless or Bluetooth keyboard with the iPhone to do operations with. Can you provide more information on this? I no longer have any use for a screen, so everything is verbal. Ever since I discovered how to use email on my iPhone and online banking, I have not touched my desktop computer. Thanks for your time, mm. Doug. Well, it's interesting you bring that up. Um, you know, that's the thing. I think with an iPhone and a keyboard, you might not need... I mean, a lot of people might not even need to go down the route. I mean, I'll be honest, if I wasn't doing editing, you know, and video stuff and all that, I, I probably wouldn't even go near a desktop most of the time. I'd probably just Absolutely. live on my iPhone with a keyboard. Yeah. You, 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 I, think, I mean, are you into that as well? Because I know you, you kind of dance between the whole keyboard and using a just a touchscreen. What, me? Yeah, well, yeah. I, who else? I do... <laughs> well, you could have been talking to Mark there. No, he doesn't but, use a keyboard. Are you kidding? He uses uh, his eyes. Of course, with his eyes and all. Um, <laughs> the the key, <laughs> I've always found the keyboard... Look, it, it's great. With an iPhone in your pocket and a Bluetooth keyboard, you can get so much done, emails and everything. But I still find using the keyboard on the iPhone slightly clunky to get to where I want to be. It's It's still a little bit confusing to me. Maybe that's because I don't use it enough. But um, you're absolutely right. I mean, a smartphone has replaced the desktop for so many things, mm -hmm. particularly for stuff like online banking, where you've got a specific app for it. It's, um, yeah, it's so much easier on there. So um, I would definitely look into a keyboard because you can do so much with it. And what going back to um, the previous uh, Dave's voicemail there, what happened to the iPad keyboard, Stephen? Well, I, I, I'll be honest, I tend not to use the iPad that much because I, I find the keyboard, the keyboard is brilliant and the iPad is great, but I find with voiceover on the iPad, again, it's it's a very different experience. And, you know, a lot of people laughed at me when I said this at the start. I kept saying, you know, no, no, it's a very different experience using an iPad with voiceover, using it with a Bluetooth keyboard. It's very different. And people say, no, 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 it's the same as using an iPhone. And it's not. And now people are starting to realize that. Uh, whereas if I, if I had a choice, and I do, I'd rather use a keyboard with my iPhone. And that's what I do. Why? Um, because it's just a simpler interface. I'm dealing with a single list of content, whereas on an ah. iPad, you're dealing with multiple lists of information. You've got, say, a sidebar with your inbox on it, and then you've all the information that's inside the message that's on the right-hand side. Split More screen. Navigation. I, I can't, I'm not even going yeah. to go near that. You know, there's so many areas that just confuse me. Have you guys um, uh, have you guys seen the new the number pad and the uh, compact keyboard that Microsoft released? Yeah, it's funny you say that. I did see a tweet about this, and it, so they've got a keyboard with a. It, but they've kind of split off the number pad. They split off the number pad as a separate accessory. And the funny thing is, is that I saw this announced by Bryce Johnson, who's one of the co-founders and the co-creators of the uh, assistive game pad that Microsoft made. Oh, and yeah. he's talking all about the fact that you can remap all the keys and it becomes an extremely, incredibly accessible tool. Yeah, well, absolutely. And I'm also though on the 
on the Windows side, for, for JAWS users, the number pad is, is so important because that is essentially how you read. That is how you use JAWS. Well, if you're doing it properly, Sean. Uh, right, <laughs> let's, get an email in from, <laughs> let's get an email in from Greg, who's got in touch about a topic we covered a couple of weeks back. Hello, Double Tap team. Your recent discussion on the ERA free call has me feeling guilty. One of the grocery stores we shop has an, uh, is an ERA access provider, but since my wife is fully sighted, I've never had the need to use it. I do think it's important to support the access partners so they know how valuable it is to provide the service, so I'll make it a point to find a reason to use it. We all want them to be successful. Regarding Mr. Mosin's petition, as a former software engineer, I can see Apple's need to turn voiceover off temporarily, as in a beta, as perfectly legitimate. I'd recommend anyone participating in a beta program not have automatic updates enabled in any circumstances. Regards, Greg in Pennsylvania. Yep, couldn't agree with you any more on that one, Greg. You're absolutely right. Uh, I'm going to quickly get an an email in from Brian, who's uh, been picking up on my, uh, well, the watery end to my AirPods. (laughs) He writes, a few years ago, I accidentally, in quotes, allowed my digital voice recorder to go through the laundry. I went into a panic, lots of messages and contact details on it, so I took out the batteries, let it dry out for about three days, replaced the new batteries, and hey Not only did it work, but it kept all its data. Brian. Oh, well, gee, and it something. smelled beautiful, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton fresh. Uh, you know something? Uh, I love the uh, the dictaphone I've got. I, I bought one just recently. In fact, the last two weeks I bought one. Um, because, you know, despite having every piece of technology you can think of in this house, um, one thing I don't have is an easy way to take notes. Again, going back to notes. Um, so I, you Just know, press I, record. Well, yes, but again, you know, I have to have the the app has got to be there. It's got to be available quickly. Or if I've got my watch on, I need to go to the app. If someone's giving you information over the phone at that moment, you need a quick access. And just being able to pick this up, turn it on, three seconds, it's ready to go. You hit the record buttons. Tactile. I love it. This is the, and I want to mention this because this is the Olympus DM770. And uh, it's the last Olympus device. Uh, or dictation device that has got voice guidance built in for blind people. It is advertised in the box, which is actually quite unusual. Um, but you know, it's the last oh. one to have it. When you um, say the last one, does that mean they're not doing any well, voice? Well, it's guide the anymore? only one. Okay, let's say it's the only one, but it's it's the last one on the shelf. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, to put it this: there used to be like three or four different models that had it. Uh, the DM5, the DM7 had it. Um, LS14 no, no. is that one? Yeah, that's the one I've got. Yeah. There is a there is a more pro version. Is that the more pro version? Yeah, that'll be me. More pro. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I've got. That's, professional. That, that must mean it's not right. Okay, um, <laughs> but no, this one definitely DM770 does have the voice guidance built in. It is a brilliant piece of kit. Uh, look, that's it for us this week. Thank you, you guys, as always. Thank you to Marco Flalo for uh, making this happen. You're wonderful, uh, Sean well Priest. Thank you for whatever it is you do. and um, No problem. Thank you to me. There you go. Uh, that's it. We're back again next week. Uh, you can keep in touch with us, as always. Uh, you can call 844-971-1999. Leave us a voicemail or drop us a text to that number. 844-971-1999. You can email us feedback at doubletap.online. And we will catch you back here next week on AMI-audio and on podcasts. See you then. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at doubletap.online. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Download the AMI app now and listen to DoubleTap Canada or catch up on episodes of DoubleTap TV. Catch you again next time.
This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.